on this episode. But that's why I love my mom. Because my mom did some crazy shit. And she she loved me so much. She helped me so much, man. She kept me out of so much trouble. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, man, I really made a fucked up decision. But mom would probably be here in about five minutes before the real shit goes down. I'm probably going to make it out alive. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Juan Smith, otherwise known as the Costa Rican Kevin Hart, except for, unlike Kevin Hart, he's funny. Oh, damn. (laughs) Now, Kevin was funny for a while, but... He's not anymore. You know what it is, though? It's too much too... They don't... People don't... Okay, the real truth, people that don't know comedy... When you see that first big special someone has, right? Yeah. The average time it took that guy or woman to get to that set, that solid, 10 years. Yeah. So they have this blockbuster, you know, and people want more. What they don't understand is you can't even do that every two years. Yeah. But the fame pushes them to, you know, people want to make the money when someone's hot. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so that's why... uh, I don't even try to be funny right away. <laughs> I like to keep people's expectations low. <laughs> so far, it's been working great. So that's kind of like what you said in your book about dating. <laughs> that's right. Just uh, if you if you keep your expectations a little low, you're gonna have a higher success rate. That's, <laughs> that's right. And you'll just be a whole lot more chill instead of all tightly wound. So what's been going on, man? Well, actually, I still. Still have trouble breathing, thanks to all the (laughs) phlegm and all the junk from all the, you know, bile that came up my throat. But it's getting better, so it's not that bad. Um, I've actually just had a a really good date last night, which was really good, really refreshing, and had a nice, chill day at work today. Nothing really too exciting. That's a really weird adjective to use for a date. What's that? It was so refreshing. Well, it was. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's great. I just, I don't remember ever having a date and thinking... That was refreshing. I don't. <laughs> that must have been one hell of a date, man. It was. If you have a date and it feels like I took a vacation, it's like shit. Sign me up for that. Went to a Japanese. I'll have more of what he's having. <laughs> went to a Japanese restaurant and went and watched Damn. Robin and Sushi, which was delicious. And then went to a movie. It was fantastic. You know, you could have took me out of <laughs> Japanese. Jeez, man! I couldn't. Dude, I, you're, you're a pimp. That's a that's a solid date, bro. It was a solid date, and actually, she's about your height too. So you know, Latina. Well, that that means she's height. too tall to walk with me in a wedding, then. <laughs> and I guarantee you, she's not ugly. So that's <laughs> that walk's never happening. <laughs> well, you're not gonna you're doing weddings anymore anyway. So <laughs> no, I'm specializing in funerals. <laughs> Okay, so tonight we're going to do something a little bit different because, I mean, heck, this is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. We're not stuck on a theme. We're not stuck in a niche. Kind of just free-flowing, keeping it real here. want to talk about something really serious for just a short amount of time first, just because it's something that kind of struck with struck a chord with me, and I know it strikes a chord with Juan, too. I want to talk really quickly about mental illness. 
And I'm crazy. <laughs> Isn't that how we met? <laughs> yeah, that's basically how we met. The first words you said was, hi, I'm John, and I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, that must have been an off day, because I went by the white guy name. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's... I found out you were Juan, and I was like, does he remember his own name? Like, what's going on? Well, you know, got a split personality thing going on there. <laughs> No, but the reason that uh, what made me think about this was I was listening to one of my favorite other podcasts and they had mentioned at the end of the podcast that uh, one of their listeners had committed suicide and he had been depressed and I guess he had been talking with the hosts of the podcast about it. And that just got me thinking because I used to suffer from depression ever since I was like 14. And, I, you know, every time like everybody goes through like crazy stuff. Everybody goes through bad stuff. And this whole podcast is about like finding the silver lining or finding the humor in life when life takes a turn for the worst or when bad stuff happens. Like I've actually had several conversations in the last like about two years with people and people some, for some reason have some people, not everybody, but some people have these unrealistic realistic expectations where they think that they can arrange everything in their life in a certain way to where bad things aren't happening to them anymore. Or they think they can plan for every eventuality and you just can't. There's so much random stuff in life that happens beyond our control that you can't fix it. You can't change it. And every once in a while, life's going to throw you a curveball or pull the rug out from under you. And or even if you're in a state where you're suffering from a mental illness. Yeah. And although the externals may be the same as they always have, you might just feel bad. And anyone who's ever suffered from real depression understands how bad it feels to feel bad for no reason. Yeah. And, and then people are always asking you, well, why do you feel? And there's no real reason. Right. And that's that's the part of, of depression that's really, it's a very lonely area of depression. That internal... Um, conflict of there's no reason for me to feel this way right. how is anyone going to understand this if i don't even know why i feel this way and that's when you realize that it really isn't circumstantial it's literally chemical yeah and you know what people there's a lot of help out there now there's there's people. tons there of are help. some there's a there's good methods there's now some really good drugs i believe that help with you know certain areas of mental illness um, I've taken a lot of them <laughs> over the years, and uh, so I kind of, I believe me, if you took it, I probably took it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, what helped the most uh, with my personal struggles with um, mostly actually the other spectrum, mania, which really isn't talked about a lot. Um, mm -hmm. People always talk about the downsides of like, because I'm I'm uh, type two bipolar, so it's like two times the craziness. Yeah. But. Uh, so I suffer from a lot of the mania, which is like, puts you on the other end of the spectrum. And that's just as dangerous and can be very destructive very quickly if not, if you don't seek help. Yeah. Um, but you know what? There's so, you are, nobody's alone. I mean, pretty much everybody's probably has some level of a mental struggle. And we're all in it together, people. And yeah. I'm telling you, you know what the best therapy is for me? Laughter. It Yeah. Laughter. That's one thing that I wanted to say, make it very clear. And this is not like a shameless self plug. Like if you listen to us, we're going to fix your problems. Like we'll help make you laugh and we're going to try and spin a bright side for you. And we're going to give you encouragement and really encourage you to get help. And like you can take it to the bank that we know what we're talking about because 
I suffered from depression originally when I was about 14 is when it first started. And I remember going to my parents and saying, you know, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling depressed. And it was just like, oh, well, just mind over matter. Stop being depressed. And it's not that my parents didn't care, but there has as long as I've been alive and as long as I've known about depression, there's been this misconception that you can just will yourself out of it. Like if you just buckle down and think right, you'll stop being depressed. And for someone with a chemical imbalance, that is just not possible because the neurotransmitters in your brain are producing too much or not enough of certain chemicals and it's throwing your brain chemistry off. Well, I didn't do, I didn't have any, I even went through therapy. I went through couple different types of therapy, a few different therapists, and I was constantly going up and down, up and down. I would have these times and periods where I was normal for like six or eight months, and then something would come along What's and trigger What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> but eight so- months of sanity? <laughs> Do you have any idea how bored I'd be? <laughs> Listen, I didn't say I wanted to be cured. I just want to take the edge off. <laughs> No, but like I would have these periods of <laughs> just, you know, where I'm like, I felt fine. And then something would trigger it, like a breakup or losing a job or, you know, make, name the list. There's a ton of different things that can set different people off or set you on this downward trend. And Mine was like prison. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, can you just give me enough? Find out how much mental illness will kill me. Then just... <laughs> Then just like bring it back just a little bit. That's where I like to be. Not not over the edge, but right there. And that's and that is typical bipolar right there. And I'm being <laughs> perfectly honest with you about this. You know, when when you have what I have, it's like I'm gonna be real, you don't wanna be cured. You just you just kinda wanna want the worst parts to be like worked out. And you know, honestly, with the right drugs and a good attitude, it can happen. It can happen. <laughs> so uh, when, the thing is, is like when I first met you was right before I went through the worst experience I've ever had in my life was the accident that killed my mother and my uh, uh, brother's first wife, and she was pregnant. And um, obviously, that's going to take a toll on anybody. And I met you and tons of therapy was just you and I talking and laughing with each other because like we have this really great chemistry and also we're really good friends. And you were just really funny, and we have the same similar sense of humor. We love the same jokes and stuff like that. And then also another big thing was that getting to know you, getting to know your personal struggles with mental illness really helped me feel like I wasn't alone. And you know, because you've seen me. Like, you've seen me be in these moments where I just get down in the dumps. You are literally a different person. Yeah, it's it's night and day. It, it, you would, I mean, it's, it really is. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. And, and other people, like, I can tell, like, other family members or friends, they want to help, but nobody really understood, like, the true nature of what I was going through. Like, it's, oh, you're depressed. And it was usually just, will yourself out of it, which you can't. I remember having my first panic attack and I didn't know what to do. And I oh, just, oh, yeah, those suck. Yeah. Dude. I had, two panic attacks within like a week. And at first I didn't know what it was. I had to like go home and like look up on the internet to figure out what was going on. But I was trying to deal with that all my, by myself. So I went through, you know, 20 years of that 20, actually 20, over 20 years of dealing with this, just this up and down and up and down. And the down periods lasted for months and it was terrible and frustrating until 
a couple years ago, I had a friend who um, got on Wellbutrin and said it helped. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't want to go take Wellbutrin because I had bought into from like family and friends like, oh, you don't want to get on psych meds. They're going to change who you are. They're going to mess you up. And like, those are worse than the depression itself. And the thing is, is I'm not from people who aren't suffering from it. And the thing is, is like one, they're not suffering from it Two, They don't have the same level of depression. Did, did, have they been depressed before? Sure. But it's more like situational depression that they will come out of after they've dealt with a situation, which is completely normal and fine. So I went to the doctor and I just, I didn't I thought he was just going to tell me the same thing. Go home and, you know, you know, stop being depressed. And my doctor is super cool. He's really real. He'll sit down, he'll take his time. He wants to explain everything in a great t- detail and he's really funny. He's also really fun. So I just explained everything to him and he said it sounds So like- is my urologist that did my mastectomy. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. <laughs> My last appointment, my wife went with me. I don't know why the hell I let her back there. And he's like, you know, he's got me bent over. And he's like, looks over at my wife and goes, hey, you want to turn? <laughs> okay, that, that's my doctor. So, yeah. I think it, it might be the same guy. I don't know. Is he it fly? might be. He would probably he say the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I was so mad at him. I'm like, dude, don't invite her in our shit. <laughs> I'm paying you. Don't be giving stuff. Don't be giving her ideas. Right, man. Because not jazz. <laughs> so he's. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> no, I like it when you interject these jokes. It's awesome. So he said. He explained everything to me, explained how the brain works and what was probably going on. And he said, I'm going to put you on Wellbutrin. It's like uh, how he put it. He said, you know, he said it's a mild thing. And he said, I have a plan. He said, he said, research shows that if you're on this for nine months and then you wean yourself off, that you're more than likely for the brain to correct its levels on, you know, because of the medication. He said it'll correct whatever the problem is. And I was like, okay, I'll give that a shot. And he said, in some cases, extreme cases, you just have to be on this medication for a long time. I said, well, I would prefer not to be on this forever, but let's just give it a shot. So I got on it after three weeks. I'm that other end of that space. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get both loads of it. Yeah. (laughs) Until you die. So he put me on that. In three weeks, it started kicking in, and I felt fine. And then I got nervous because I thought, I don't want to stop taking this because I, I I noticed like stuff would happen, and I wouldn't go down in the dumps. I would just deal with my problems in a healthy way. I would deal with the stressors and the triggers in a healthy way. But after nine months, started weaning myself off of it, and now I've been off of it for a year or over a year. No, about a year. And I haven't had any like deep dumps down in the depression, depression things. And I've gone through some stuff since then. Like I've gone through some real hard trying stuff, but I have, my brain is working as the way it should and it's not chemically imbalanced. And so like my advice to and any it's in listener, such a nicely shaped dome, by the way. <laughs> it is. I don't have any craters. No, my man. scalp is nice smooth. and smooth. You're it's, like MJ. Yeah. You're like the white MJ. <laughs> <laughs> and so like if you're out there and you're suffering from any sort of you know depression mental illness anxiety you know if you haven't been diagnosed with anything i really urge you to go seek out therapy go seek out a doctor even if you think you can't afford it like i've gone and found therapy 
I found therapists that will like do it for free sometimes, or they'll give you a drastic discount. There's therapy over the internet. There's so many options for therapy out there now. It's really a good thing. And also, if you need to go see a psychiatrist, if you really need the help, someone out there will help you. The hardest part, I know, is usually feeling like you're alone and feeling like no one understands you and feeling like no one really supports you. And that's the hardest thing is to just have to go by yourself when you feel like you're completely alone. And if you don't want to be alone, please subscribe. And then, <laughs> you know, no, I did that because you ever hear that like they do that kind of stuff on all yeah. these like YouTube channels and yeah. stuff. Like, they got a little puppy eyes and they're like, but if you'd like to save the puppy, please click a like button, subscribe and share. Like, I don't even know what that stuff means, but it just sounds like they just sold out. I don't know. Yeah. It, it sounds really shitty. It, the thing is, okay, to get off track here for a second, the truth of it is when it comes to like YouTube or podcasts and stuff, as a podcast host, like we have to ask you for reviews because we're never going to get anywhere if we don't because iTunes weighs the reviews and downloads so heavily into it. We want to get more listens and more exposure, but we have to go through their algorithm and their algorithm only dances to the beat of reviews and downloads and whatever else it does. I don't know. Okay, exactly then what never mind what I said. I'd like each of you to please do a review. The thing is, is I don't want to have to ask for it because I feel like I'm asking for money or I feel like, but then the thing is, is like, yeah, it only takes like 30 seconds or a minute to sign in and type out a review. Like, I don't care what you say. Type, you know, I farted at dinner yesterday. I don't care. Like, you don't have to say anything. Put purple is a great color, whatever. Like, no dick pics, please. <laughs> you can't do it. And they'll actually edit out foul language. So, like. Oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to get to review anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> it's the best shit I ever heard. I'm so, sorry. Your opinion doesn't matter, sir. But that's the thing is, like, we as podcasters, we rely on that and we need it because that's just the nature of the business and the way it's set up. So it's like this fine tightrope because I don't want to spend the first five minutes of every show begging for reviews like so many other podcasts that are here and honestly like people out there if you're listening to us we're not conan o'brien we don't have 25 million in the bank we haven't been on tv for 25 years and already have an audience we're two guys and we just want to entertain you we want to make you laugh and we want to encourage you we just want to you know have some fun that's really it and i don't want to be a millionaire i just want to make a living and you know make friends and have a good time I'm just glad I'm not a ginger. <laughs> no offense to the gingers out there, but Conan's really tall, too. <laughs> he's 6'4". He is that tall, isn't he? Yeah, he's 6'4". See, that's why he's funny. He's just freakish. He also no, I'm kidding. No, he's super, super tall. <laughs> he's so, he is so, one of he's one of those comedians where like I've loved him since the '90s, since I first found out about it when I was like 16. And over the years, I've always told people I love Conan. I love Conan. And people are like, ew. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I'm old, so like my all my favorite people are dead, <laughs> and I'm about to join them. So it's whatever. But back to mental illness, like. It's it's it stinks. It's not fun, but there is help. And if you're if you're going through it, just know that you're not going through it alone. And there's people out there that care about you and want to help. Like even if you come from like a horrible background or like you have like a real poor family even if like your family doesn't really support you in anything, there are other people out there who it is their profession and they chose to get into this profession to help people with these problems. 
And I just wanted to share that with you because you're not alone. One, one's experienced it. I've experienced it. It like the pain, the frustration, all of that. It can end because there are solutions. Yeah, maybe by the time this airs, we can put some links to some places where people can go. Yeah, if I'll put interested in. Uh, I'll put some in, in the uh, show notes. Getting a, a diagnosis or some help with anything. And actually, one thing I will give a shout out to is I went on. Actually, the last therapy I've been using is BetterHelp.com. I'm just going to throw them a free plug because they will. They actually gave me a discount, and they're super awesome. And I got a really great therapist and it was just super helpful. And they, and since it's over the internet, you can do it on your phone or on your computer and you can do it at your convenience. So as long as she's, she could be hot then and I just yeah. couldn't see her. Exactly. Ah, oh, see, it would still work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they try and pick someone local to you too. Like you don't have to go to their office and it's a little bit cheaper than actually going and paying for a full blown therapist therapy session. It really works. And the nice thing is, is that you can like send them messages through the app or the website. And so like, you know, like when the evening, when the guy gets off work or the lady gets off work, they can like send you messages or you can notify them if you have an emergency. It's, it's nice because you have a little bit more availability to them than you would. Yeah, like I, I never had anything therapist. like that. That sounds pretty awesome. Right? And so I really do believe in that. Like I kind of, I, I was like, I'm just going to try this out. And I've, I've loved it so far. It's been a great thing. Like I don't do therapy all the time, but whenever I recognize that I'm struggling with something or I want to get to the next level of something, I just go to therapy because I'm just going to stay stuck in a circle if I don't. They're going to wish they didn't give me their phone number. <laughs> I'm only going to have problems at like 4.45. <laughs> when you're at Walmart, the toy section? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> to add to that mental illness, what's the craziest thing you've ever done, Juan? Really? You're just going to throw that at me? I'm just going to throw Holy that right sh- at you. You know what? I wouldn't be the one to ask that. There's probably a pretty sketchy panel of people that uh, we can bring out. The, uh, gosh, how did you phrase that exactly? What's the craziest thing you've ever done, Manic? Ooh. They're not legal. <laughs> They're... Uh, Probably pretty filthy. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no animals involved or anything. But it's gonna be, you know, that's like that's like going. Uh, exactly how messed up are you? Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll just throw out a couple of things. I don't know if they're the worst or best, but I, there's a couple that pop into mind. For instance. Uh, when I was about, I don't know, maybe 23, 24 years old. Now, I work rough construction, and I am by far the littlest rough construction <laughs> worker you've ever seen. I mean, because being Costa Rican, I was a slimmer frame at the time. Yeah. Then even like the Mexican workers, they were all big, you know, stocky and everything. And I was just this little, you know, bouncy little jumpy fucker. And, uh, but I didn't want to take no shit either, right? Yeah. And uh, the cool thing was I worked uh, most of that time during, like, the boom. So if I didn't like my job, I literally could walk off a roof, go walk down the street, get a dollar more an hour. And I could do that every month if I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I gave my, whenever I wanted a raise, I just – I quit. <laughs> I just go down there and <laughs> tell them what an asshole that guy was for being so cheap and get another dollar an hour. Yeah, but um, I remember – 
You know, but those guys are always a bunch of young punks. Not all of them. No. But, I mean, it's rough construction. Let's just say there's not a lot of education in there. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a lot of tough guys. You know, that's yeah. why we like that kind of work, you know. But uh, got in a fight with a guy. and uh, But this dude, no joke, man. It was a new crew. It was my first day. And he's just barking orders at everyone. So I think this guy's the foreman. Yeah. Right? So he starts barking orders. And I said, hey, uh, before I uh, take any orders there, Sparky, uh, are you the foreman or what's the deal? And everyone froze. And no one said anything. And I'm like, what the fuck? Finds out he's not the foreman. He's just this big gump that goes around yelling at everyone. And because he was so big, he was like 7'4". Oh, my goodness. Seven four. If you, I don't know if you've ever been like – Next row, like even a tall basketball player, but yeah, seven floors like a giant. Yeah, I mean, I literally was like, let's be real, his dick was in my face. Okay, <laughs> he was huge, but I was like, you know, I'm not taking this guy shit. Fuck it. Like, I, I mean, listen, you got to earn that respect. If you're going to be forming, he, got, you got to earn that. You're not just going to yell at me. Yeah, I said, look, man, I, I said, I'm not your bitch, and. Uh, if all the other guys are scared of you, that's fine. I'm I'm just not scared of you. Like, yeah. you're not of any authority, so please step the fuck away. <laughs> and uh, let me just get back to work, you know? Yeah. And then he just, he like, I don't know if it was like no one ever talked to him like that before or something. I thought that was kind of plain talk for construction workers. Yeah. And uh, so he's like, oh, we're going to go. And like I'm like thinking, okay, come on, man. Like, seriously, you're going to go right to that? So... Long story short, I just pulled out my hammer and went after him. Right? <laughs> he didn't expect me to charge him with a hammer. Like a you know, like a twenty three ounce framer. Yeah. I don't care if you're Goliath, I'll bust your kneecaps, <laughs> right? Because it was a manic moment. And I yeah. was like, okay, well I'm gonna do this in style. The problem was it, I never got to him. He panics. Yeah. Right? And he gets to the side. And then I realized, oh, I can't get the guy with the hammer. Like, all of a sudden, I had a moment of clarity. Yeah. So right as I'm getting up to him, I'm trying to slow down, because what I forgot to mention was, we're three stories up <laughs> on a 12-12 pitch roof, which is like yeah. 45 Five degrees. degrees. And yeah. I'm stupidly trying to run down. I try to stop. I can't stop. I kind of like half-assed, like, trying to grab him as I'm... And he goes off. <laughs> oh, my god. And I fall backwards and lay... You know, on the roof. Yeah. And as he's falling, I'm thinking, well, I guess I'm fired. <laughs> and uh, so then I got up, you know, and I'm looking over the edge like, oh, wait a minute. This could be worse. This guy could be dead. Yeah. that That's what mania does. Yeah. You just don't think, right? So, yeah, but he was okay. A couple nail wounds in his back and everything. <laughs> nail wounds? Well, yeah, because the scraps got thrown down, and he landed on a pile of scraps. Oh. So there was all these nails sticking out, so he got like, a bunch of puncture wounds. But he didn't break any bones. That's and fortunate. He, and when he got up, dude, he got up like an angry giant. <laughs> and listen, I'm going to be real. Yeah. Uh, fight or flight, I was a bitch. I ran so fast. <laughs> I ran to my truck, threw my shit. Got the fuck out. Never got a dime from him. It was just so, so that was one thing I did. Um, some of the other crazy stuff I did was like, um, my, my brother-in-law knew I liked to dance, right? And he like yeah. egged it on. So like at one time I just entered like a citywide dance contest. Yeah. Won that shit. 
40. I was like a 44-year-old fat man. It was like an 80s retro thing for this whole city of St. Clair Shores in Michigan. <laughs> and the best part was my wife took second. <laughs> she was like 20. Eight at the time or something, right? <laughs> so I've been calling her my backup bitch dancer ever since. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, quiet, Becky. In the back, you're behind me four steps. She's like, that's just bullshit. They did it because you're old. And they want to make you feel like you had some happiness in your life. I was like, uh, we have it on video. I clearly whooped your ass. <laughs> Anyways, so, it, so you would do these extremes, right? Yeah. That, so yeah, that's some like some some would be negative, someone might be crazy like that, like who would do that, you know? And then you pull it off. I would get jobs that I had no <laughs> qualifications for. It's how they ask me the questions. Yeah, don't phrase the question. Can you teach an aerobics class on Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, I could <can> do that. <laughs> and that was kind of the end of the conversation, right? So I yeah. come in. Wednesday, I teach an aerobics class. I'm going to become an aerobics instructor for like a couple of years. <laughs> Never had been in an aerobics class in my life prior to that. This is Monday. <laughs> in like 48 hours, I had taught myself how to be an expert, mixed my own music, and I pulled that shit off for two years <laughs> with actual certified trainers in my class. Yeah. But, you know, it was a good job. It was a good job. But yeah, don't it's yeah. So that's what Mania does. It's if they had asked me, you know, are you certified? Well, no. Have you ever been in an aerobics class? No, can't say that I have. Yeah. But don't say, can you teach one in two days? Because I'm probably gonna go, no, oh, fuck yeah, I can do that. You know what I mean? So that's a couple of the ones like that I can think of that people usually laugh about. Yeah. You know. That I've done that are just kind of nutty. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was like jobs, man. Dude, I have had some of the craziest <laughs> jobs. This is another thing that people who don't know about bipolar, uh, we, we bounce jobs a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've had almost 60 jobs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like 60 different W-2s. Oh, my goodness. In my life. I have done... I have I have been a bike messenger. I have been a sales manager. I've been a, a, a manager of group homes for the mentally ill. I have done all kinds of weird shit. And um, I enjoyed most of it. But yeah, man, I, I would get bored. Yeah. You know, but the stuff that happened to me at work, when I worked for, in the mental care, which was interesting because I got into that field knowing I was diagnosed and I hid it the entire time. Yeah. Because I couldn't let them know that I was diagnosed with a mental illness because they wouldn't work with me. I wouldn't get a job. Yeah. But actually, I kept it to myself, and I excelled at that at that work. And within a year, was managing my own home. And I also <laughs> managed the most violent, dangerous patients in the state. And <laughs> actually, I had the most dangerous person in Oakland County which is one of the biggest and the wealthiest county in Michigan. And he was uh, under my care for about 18 months. I was what was considered his one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, man, I took care of this dude. This kid would put, like, I would be passing meds, right, to I took care of up to six guys at a time, all of them violent. 
And uh, I worked with a bunch of other male staff who were just like, they were all MMA guys. One of the guys was like 440. Like our house was dangerous. It was like notoriously known. And we had the worst of the worst of the worst in there as far as behavior issues. Yeah. And that, but I tell you what, I enjoyed it. A lot of it I really enjoyed. Uh, the only thing was the concentration level was insane because I worked 18 hour shifts there. What? Seven days, seven days a week oh because nobody goodness. would do my job. My job was so difficult, nobody would do my job. This company was cheap as shit. But because nobody would do it, I was rolling in money because oh nobody God. would take my job for any amount of money. They just wouldn't do it because yeah. it was too difficult. You know, it's like you're passing meds and then you got a dick on your shoulder. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not even joking. The, the stuff that I went through there was insane. And what it did was it made me feel more sane. <laughs> but I also think that I had a much more sensitivity to to people of mental illness than I think a lot of the other staff, and I think that's why I excelled, because mm -hmm. I felt for them. I knew what it was like to feel like I'm just a label, yeah. because that's the other thing that's scary about people don't don't want to be diagnosed, is they don't want to be labeled, right? Yeah. But um, it does create a sensitivity for that, and I really enjoyed that work, and the only reason that I don't do it anymore is because I just couldn't physically take the beatings <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but the fighting got outrageous. <laughs> And I just couldn't do it anymore because after the police beating a few years ago, there was a gentleman who was down on the ground and they beat him to death. Uh -huh. They, All the companies changed the protocols. We could no longer um, – I had very – because I had the worst, I had very specialized training. And it's very rare. It's like 1 in 10,000 that you can actually put hands on yeah. to restrain even. And I had that certification and was able to use it on any of my people because my people were all, each one of the 10,000. Oh so, my goodness. like my five guys that I dealt with every day represented about 50,000 people, and that's the five worst. <laughs> and that's what, but you know what? I loved it. It's just uh, you can only handle that kind of physical for so long. And when I could no longer put people down prone, yeah, I'm too small to do the other restraints. My yeah. arms are too short. I'm too old. <laughs> I just, but um, but yeah. So, lots of crazy stuff at work, though. But that stuff makes you. There's nothing like too. And I've actually been in a psych ward too, like being real. Uh, back in the, I've been in a couple times. And I tell you what, I was scared to go in. Yeah. I've been thankful that I did though, because it was the best decision at the time for me. And there's nothing that will make you feel more sane than being in a psych ward. You'll be like, wow, you know what? There are people a lot worse off than I am. <laughs> yeah. And I actually came out of there feeling like, you know what? Here I was feeling bad for myself. I got this problem. And then I saw people who really struggled Yeah. with it. And I've been so, um, let's put it this way, I have a much better understanding where I'm at in the spectrum. And I'm just more thankful than anything else. And that I have, you know, support. Yeah. So. Yeah, that support is important. And also... It's important to <clears throat> understand that, you know, at, especially if it, you don't suffer from, you know, any sort of mental illness, that people out there just need your support. They just need your encouragement. Really, most of the time, they just need you to listen. They don't need you to give them an answer. They don't need you to really reassure them. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But a lot of the times, like, I remember being depressed. I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do. I didn't want anyone to fix me. I just wanted someone to listen. 
And that's an easy thing to do. But people often forget that or people want to be like, well, if you just do this, you can fix it. Like, just listen. That's why therapy is so great. Because most of the time that person just listening and they're unbiased because they aren't tied in with their situation and they can like flip you some ideas that might help you out. Well, the other thing too is I've I've done things that people considered crazy. Yeah. You know, like when I married Jazz, my second wife, mm-hmm. we met on June 2nd and we were married October 5th. Yeah. And um, that seemed really fast to people, right? And drastic. And she had four children. And how am I, you know? But man, I tell you what, uh, when you really truly fall in love with someone, those things just don't matter. No. I mean, you're going to, you know, you're going to handle it, but you know that you found something that's so valuable that you're going to do whatever you have to do yeah. to make that situation work. And I choke, like I said, you know, I choke my wife a lot, but man, I. Sh- sh- there's not a scale to put on how much I'm in love with my wife. My, no. I, literally every day, I probably I fall in love with my wife every day and probably more each day. And I'm not even saying that like bullshitty because I am not a romantic. <laughs> a matter of fact, you'll probably want to hear that play that part back in the podcast <laughs> like a thousand times because I'm pretty sure I never said it. I could loop, you know, that and for I probably it. should, and I probably should, <laughs> I probably should have. But um, so yeah, I mean sometimes, but that's who I am though. Right. Yeah. This is part of who I am. I may not. It's part of what I am. I don't let it run my life. You know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't succeed. I used to succeed into that, like thinking, like, okay, this is my identity now. There's nothing I can do about it, and I would get caught in all the negative thoughts of being like mentally ill. Right. Yeah. But I'm going to be straight honest with you. If I did not have mania, I couldn't be funny. If I did not have mania, I could not pull off the shit that I have pulled off that would just blow people's like that yeah. that aerobics instructor thing. Later on after that, I ended up really getting certified. Then I ended up working for the largest um, uh, like uh, gym in the area, in Detroit. Then I became a personal trainer. I ended up personally training uh, the world's largest fraternal twins <laughs> and pr- like preparing them for the NBA. Yeah. So I would just crazy shit, you know, and uh, that's that what happens with with what you are. You know, sometimes it might push things in the wrong way. Sometimes it pushes things in crazy ways. I one day I decided I was I wanted to be a, a bike messenger. I literally made that happen. <laughs> like I, it was just weird. I don't even know how I would do this stuff. And people be like, in Detroit, they'd be like. We, we didn't even know we had bike messages <laughs> yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, I worked for a company called ASAP Delivery. Do they have in, snow plows in, on the front of the bike? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would actually, you know, I would put small screws yeah. in my tires from the inside and then duct tape it. Yeah. Dude, I could rip them <laughs> in ice and everything. Dude, it's better than a car. Like, so much faster. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, I got to do and 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 – and see things maybe from a different perspective being mentally ill. Yeah. But honestly, there's some good with the bad. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, I can't say that I don't enjoy sometimes having that natural tendency to take a risk. Yeah. Because so many people are afraid of to do anything. Yeah. I just realized that for me, I got to find out where the end of risk is and then just stupid. <laughs> yeah. If I can find where the stupid and risk line cross, then I'm all right. <laughs> Problem is sometimes I get that line way fucked up. <laughs> so, 
I think that was really good. That was really informative. And just one last time before we switch gears, I just want to encourage anyone out there, if you're suffering from depression or anxiety or anything, you're not alone. You can find help. There's people out there that care about you or there's people out there that are going to care about you. You don't need to isolate yourself or do something more drastic. Really, really take care of yourself because you're valuable. Like eat, all the thoughts in our heads, like we've all been there. I know Juan's been there. I've been there. We're all valuable. And maybe even if someone has told us that you're not, it's a lie. Like I don't care what anybody else says. Everybody has value. You just have to find a way. You have to find that therapy. You have to find that way. You have to find that help because it, there's help out there for everybody. And you're not just a label. You're not just a statistic. And you're we a human being. We appreciate you listening. Yeah. We need we need you. I need you. This is therapy for me, people. Yeah. If you're not out there to to listen to what the fuck I gotta say just for the shit of it, like <laughs> uh you know, I need I need this is kinda like my therapy, really. It's it's actually it, it's part of it for yeah, sure. This is part know? of my therapy too, because I get to laugh. We've already explained this before a few times. Like laughter is therapy, especially the, to the two of us. And our t the interaction between us two is that. So this is therapy every time I come and sit down and I plug the microphone in. And it's just fantastic. Like it's 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 like all the weight of everything in life gets lifted off me and I can forget about all the other junk I'm dealing with and I can just zone in. And it's just fantastic. Yeah, and I have five children, and I can still do the same. Yeah. So that's that's the power of having the idea that you're being heard. Yeah. And I hope that each of you have the ability to be heard. So. Yeah. Well, I wish I wish you all the I wish everyone the best in their own personal struggles, but if you need help, don't be don't be dumb, man. You ask for it. That's yeah. all. Betterhelp.com. I highly recommend them, and there's. Look for something more locally if you need it to. Don't be afraid. Don't let anything in your head stop you. You you deserve it and you can do it. And then on that note, Juan, it is time for another installment of Oh no. Juan, are these your people? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. You have no idea. <laughs> because someday we're gonna find my people. I one of these days I have this terrifying like thought that we're going to actually run into one of these people and it's going to be terrifying. I just I'm hope it's not going to lie. I, uh, one of the other problems, not problems, but one of the other really big characteristics of bipolar type two is, uh, how do you put it? Uh, man whore. Uh, <laughs> you have a pretty promiscuous, uh, background. Yeah. And, uh, trollish or not, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's part of who I am. Uh, <laughs> Or what? Well, yeah, it really was. Now, now being married to Jazz somehow like it magically snapped me out of douchebag mode. Yeah, that's why I know that I really love her. Yeah, because I never even think about another girl. Yeah, I mean before, I mean you could be signed on the dotted line, and I'm just being like you know looking out the other eye. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. No, uh, <laughs> real quick side note. That is one thing. When you told me you were getting married to Jazz and you explained it to me, and you said a lot of other people like weren't on board with that or they were like oh, yeah, against absolutely. it, I believed you because I had never heard you talk about anyone the way you talked about her, and I knew it was going to work. And so then other people are like freaking out, and I was like, he's going to be fine. Like, there's a, there's a real significant change in him. This is the real deal. Oh, and yeah. 
and yeah, I was right. Like normally, if anyone was like, "Oh, I just met this person a couple months ago," I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. But with you, I was like, "No, yeah, I like see you, something different." And and Mark will hear us talk, you know, off the air, and we'll, you know, we'll talk. I mean, for instance, if Mark calls me, because again, for you, those of you who don't know, he's in Houston right now, and I'm in the Detroit area. Uh, is that? We're best friends, so it's like yeah. if he calls me, it's like he's got. We put it on speaker because we're both just sitting there chilling. Yeah, you know, it's like you got to you got to phone that in. Like if they called us, yeah, they're gonna both be sitting there. It it was yeah. funny because <laughs> earlier tonight, the woman I went on a date with last night, she listened to episode three, so she she called me, and she was like, "Hey, I have a serious question," and I knew it was coming. She goes does Juan really talk about his wife like that in front of her? And I was like, yeah, and you should hear her talk about him. I was like, it goes back and forth. I was like, no, no. I'm like, he. it's not like he's putting her down. I was like, he, she can oh, dish no. it out just as much. Oh, dude, she's, she's brutal. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Believe me, if there's ever like where it gets escalated, yeah. dude, I, I bitch out. She's about to... She's about to wreck me. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no, if, I was like, I, I love a tough him. girl, man. <laughs> I love a bitch. I really do. I, yeah. Them pushover girls, are like, oh, I love you. Fawn. Like she does fawn after me a little bit. Yeah, which is obviously where the blindness kicks in. But yeah, you know, but I, li- I just like her because she just, she's, str- dude, my wife's just like me, straight, one hundred percent honest, and not a lot of big words. Yeah. easy to understand (laughs) so i'm gonna do something that i said i was gonna try and not to do because i'm sorry seacaptaindate.com is a gold mine it is just a gold mine please did you got more yeah i got two more (gasps) oh (laughs) i said i wasn't gonna do it but i can't no no i can't help myself Dude, do it now. I need this. Go. <laughs> so this guy, this guy's name is Banana Boat. He looks just like your typical middle-aged man wearing a baseball <laughs> banana hat. Banana Boat. Yeah, Banana Boat. 60 from Norfolk, Virginia. And he says, I'm not looking to have sex or get oral in the car. I'm interested in old-time courting with an attractive woman. I love to hold hands and kiss and snuggle. We can go out sailing, out to dinner concerts, sporting events, shopping, movies, etc. I would prefer someone that is at least under 21. What? Yep. How old is this guy? 60. Did he he didn't say it, but we all heard it. He said yeah. his dick's broke. No, so no. He's got a broken dick. Yeah. And he he wants someone 21 or under? Under. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This guy has a nice bow. Let's see it. <laughs> this, he, this dude better have like fucking love boat. You gotta, dude. Come on. I mean, that's reaching a little far. It's listen. I live in on reality land myself. Okay. <laughs> My wife's fifteen years younger than me and smoking hot. Yeah. Right. Believe me, sir. It's not possible. This is this guy's my dad's age. I wouldn't even venture in those waters. That's craziness. That's nuts. So about mental illness, apparently. There's our first candidate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the guy below him says, where's all the women at? All I see are men. <laughs> so some of them are catching <laughs> up. Some of them are figuring this out. And then Here's the w- thing, though. He said he's from North Carolina? No, Norfolk, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. And he uses the term banana boat. Yeah. Do, 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 do you, you know what a banana boat is, obviously. Mm. It's 
Okay, I do, because I'm Costa Rican. I take this shit personal. <laughs> Most of those banana boats come from Costa Rica and Ecuador. And they, they land on the Gulf Coast, because I lived in Biloxi, Mississippi for six years. And when I was a kid, I would watch the banana boats come in mm-hmm. and, and get unloaded. No idea. That's <laughs> probably my people. <laughs> So we're getting closer we're to getting finding close. your people. <laughs> so Holy this is crap. working. This this nautical theme's working. <laughs> so this next guy, Phil Collins fan, 61, from Port Arthur, Texas. What the heck? Why are these guys from Texas? This guy looks like he's lived out in the mountains. Like He just looks like a mountain man. And he says, age is not important, but you should be a size 11 shoe, size 8 dress, and really like homosexual men. My style of the week is Sea Captain Goth. I like to make money and spend it on travel, fine dining, luggage, clothes I wear in... What? That doesn't make any sense. I am a high-maintenance sea captain who likes day spas, and I want to dress you up and take you places. You must be crazy, sexy, funny, loud, and skinny. The fuck? (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. This guy's kind of dicking himself all over the place. Yeah. That doesn't matter, but then he's so specific. It's like, God, you wouldn't even want to make this guy sandwich. Yeah. Because they'd be like, whoa, it's too much mayo. Like, this guy's really specific, right? A size 11 but, shoe? Like, what? Like 11 shoe and an eight waist? Yeah. What are you trying? Isn't that like, that'd be like dating someone that does a, that ski jump in the Olympics. Yeah. It's like, did you have a huge ass fucking foot but a small waist? Like, what? What the hell? What kind of Amazon woman is he trying to make here? Wait, yeah. but it, here's the thing. No, it's not. It's a man. This guy clearly understands that this is a gay site. Yeah. Which is fine. But why are these other guys on here? I don't know. Why do these like heterosexual guys keep... Uh, they're not stumbling. They're obviously like floating up to yeah. or something. Yeah. This is website. But God dang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on another site, I found uh, a woman. She's actually pretty cute. Her a uh, her username is Chlamydia Lydia. I wonder how she's doing with that. Well, she's a straight shooter. I'll give her that. <laughs> and apparently took it from a straight shooter. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, there is no filter between that delivery or your possible reception. She's letting you know out front. Swipe left there. And she's obviously got a great sense of humor because it <laughs> yeah. rhymes. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> There's another one here. It's a guy. You can tell he's like a southern country boy just by the way he dresses and his beard and everything. He's your typical like southern country boy. I live in Texas, so I know him. And all he says is, I'm really good at welding and shooting. That That's it? That's it. Now, but here, let's be real, man. Back in the day... Right? Basic survival. That's your guy. Yeah, that was your you guy. Because well, what, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to eat you into starvation. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like making <laughs> shit happen. Yeah. Speaking of eating. Skills. Speaking of eating, there's another guy on here said, the most private thing I'm willing to admit is that once I ate a piece of skin off the bottom of a guy's foot for $5, I'll do anything for money. Oh, my God. <laughs> That can't be a real. That, someone, <laughs> someone had to make that profile up and just to fuck with people. Joel probably made Please. that profile. <laughs> yeah, 
Please tell me there aren't people this that, that there probably are. People. Actually, I can, I have to be perfectly honest. This is a real honest podcast. I knew a guy in high school who would have done that because I could dare him to do almost anything and he would do it. Once I dared him to snort like a pixie sticks and he did it. What? Yeah. See, I don't like I never <laughs> like the I never like the dare thing, right? Yeah. And I just realized why. It's because I don't need your dare because I'm about to do crazier shit than you'd ever do anyway. Yeah. But I don't want you to make me do dumb crazy shit. Yeah. You know, like, here, stick your tongue to this ice cold pole. Like, yeah. I always want to see those videos. Like, who's the idiot that actually does it, though? Okay. It's documented proof. You're going to get fucking stuck. <laughs> yeah. Every five-year-old knows this now. Like, my kids four going like, oh, stupid kid. <laughs> you should have saw that coming, Dad. One last, one last dating you thing. Then we're going to ship chlamydia, Lydia. Or <laughs> That's a freebie. <laughs> listen, man. I listen. I I feel good tonight because my fucking. Abs healed. <laughs> yeah. From, from episode three, it freaking killed me. <laughs> so I had to keep it a little bit lower in episode four. I was afraid I was going to tear something and end up in the hospital. Yeah, we don't want no hernias or nothing. Okay, one thing I do have to say. Advice for guys out there dating, don't ever write anything as stupid and as ignorant as what this guy said. The most private thing I'm willing to admit is I'm so sick of being friend-zoned. Ladies, if you're looking for a real man, all caps, who will value you for your heart and not your body, remember that, your knight in shining armor awaits. And at the very end, he writes, no fatties, please. You just contradicted yourself, dude. That is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's like, what a, what a jerk. Like, oh, these are the people that you're just like, don't come complain you to me about getting the- friend zoned by any decent girl, you douchebag. Yeah, because you're being such a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's like listen, I joke about the fat chick, so let me be honest. I'll be straight honest with you, listeners, right now. Damn it, I love a fat chick. <laughs> I man, I listen. I'm a pro, and I'm telling you, that's where it's at. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, nobody wants skinny, skinny. <laughs> Shit hurts. <laughs> Bones are not your friend. <laughs> when women, your size has nothing to do with attractiveness or beauty. It's it's really true. No, my wife, when I met her, right, she was yeah. 125. Yeah. Right? And now I look back at those pictures and I'm like, my God, I would, I would look sick. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I, I just, not, and I tell her, like, not offensively, like, we talk about this. Kind of regular, actually. <laughs> so, like, she's like, you really weren't attracted to me when we met. And I was like, no, I mean, I was, but I was in love with who you are, really, for, like, for the first time. Like, so that's why this yeah. was different than anyone else ever, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later, and I finally fattened her up a little bit. <laughs> and then I realized, I have created a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, like what a what a D-bag. He claims his wife's hotness on his efforts. <laughs> <laughs> so, shifting into next gears, I found the internet is just a gold mine of things that I just need to share with you. I found a review 
on Amazon for a giant tub of glitter. Seems pretty simple. But here's what the review says about a giant tub of glitter. This guy wrote, so I wake up in the middle of the night in my two bedroom apartment. I find me, I find me roommate. I find, okay. I find me roommate passed out face down on the wooden floor. I think nothing of it and go back to sleep. The next morning I wake up and go to work and there is a homeless guy asleep on my couch. My roommate woke up still drunk and had made friends with a bum. This is the second time he has left us, taken a stranger off the street and just brought them into my house. Great. You are probably thinking, what does this have to do with arts and crafting? Well, I bought this product and proceeded to cover everything my roommate owns in glitter. Every t-shirt, every book, every pair of shoes, his bed. I covered his entire life in glitter. He will have glitter in every crevice of his existence until he dies. Did some of it track all over my apartment? Yes. Does the carpet look like a Care Bear farted all over it? Yes. <laughs> Did he threaten to kill me? Sure. But will he ever let another stranger sleep on my couch? No. Will I ever have to worry about another random guy off the street murdering me in the night? No. All of that security and for just the value price of $12.44. Unbelievably staggering value. Cannot recommend enough. Okay, you've done it. You found my people. <laughs> oh no. I've, that I've, is my people. You I've, just fucked a dude up for 12 bucks. Yeah. I've, that I've, is... That is some sweet, sweet justice. <laughs> There's Juan, just wait for this next one. This one might be your people still, too. I'm getting the hang of what might be your people. So this person writes on their Facebook. He blocked someone blocked out his name. I love it when people do that because I can just I don't. Yeah, I always wonder, do I know them? <laughs> but anyways, this person wrote, I have a girl private messaged me saying I post too much and that I'm ugly. So I did a little digging. She's in this group. Found out she works at a spa a few hours away. So I blocked her so she couldn't see this post and I made an appointment and asked for her specifically. Needless to say, she will be waxing my butthole tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> that is like some passive aggressive genius work. <laughs> like that something see i never think like that <laughs> but that scares the shit out of you doesn't it yeah don't work at a spa <laughs> it's the last time i do any bottles man. <laughs> well i don't mean it like that <laughs> that's definitely happening this one but, here uh, this one here i think is probably also up your alley it's a piss that up by <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> After that lead in? Yeah. Oh my God. I love you, man. That's just, that's fucking gold. You're welcome. <laughs> Horrible friend. And see, and Horrible friend. A bunch of fucking glitter just coming down in the scene. Oh my God. Keep going. I'm Horrible dying. friend. <laughs> Why is that so fun? <laughs> Bringing it back down to the basement. Okay, so this next one is a picture of a guy with a ton of Hershey's chocolate bars, like the king size ones. And he wrote in the caption for the picture, said, so I'm at the dollar store to get a spade to plant bulbs in my garden. And this little kid decides to throw a fit over these larger candy bars. He called his mother, and I quote, a bitch, because she wouldn't let him get this particular bar. I was waiting for her to slap the living shit out of him, and instead she literally gave in and said, I'll get you the bigger one when we get to the register. Well, 
I'll tell you now that I had no intentions of spending $24 on candy bar bars, but I, the look on that little kid's face as I walked out of the door with all they had left was priceless. Best $24 I have ever spent. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a true question. American. Do they, have a, they don't have a picture of him? Oh, they do? They don't have a picture. They just have a picture. He has a picture of the receipt in the candy bar showing how much he spent. So they're not showing his glass eye, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy, man. That is your He's guy. He's still out there fucking kids up. I love you, man. <laughs> it's got to be him. It's, it's got to be him. I was looking for the eyeball in the picture, but I couldn't find it. Oh, my it. God. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but I, I I love it when someone can fuck up a kid's day like that. That needs it. You know what I mean? Where their parents, yeah. like, those those pussy parents. <laughs> oh, it's okay, Billy. I'll get your bigger one. As long as you don't embarrass me. Yeah. I'm thinking, the fact that you just said that made you more embarrassing than anybody yeah. said. Yeah. It's more embarrassing than having a kid throwing a fit. Dude, my kids, listen to me. I could take all five of my kids in a store. Yeah. And there would be none of that shit. Yeah. They know for a fact, if they don't act right in a store, there's going to be child abuse. Yeah. No, I'm totally kidding. But what I do is, if there's a kid that's loud, you know, and jazz, me and that kid, you just made a date to go sit in a truck with me. <laughs> and you and I love shopping. So if I gotta stop my shopping to go sit in a truck with your ass, we're both gonna hate it together. That's right, damn it. So no, so they're really good for me when we go places. <laughs> so I found a bunch of these brilliant, brilliant tweets. Um, all this just shows me is that the American public education system is just terrible. Because this person writes, George Zimmerman was charged with second-degree murder. Who did he kill the first time? No, come on. I swear. Real tweet. Wow. I can't spell, but that's just plain stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this next one. Oh, this just hurts me. It actually physically hurts me when people... Is it, is it a grammar? Yeah, Derek Rose uh, trying to speak on national television like he doesn't have a speech peppermint. Oh my! <laughs> this was like in in print. Yeah. Oh, these are all oh, these tweets. Oh. Do you think people are just like in a hurry and then like maybe the word like spell checks? I'm sure sometimes that's. I'm sure sometimes that's true, but but I read my stuff though. But I know people like this, so I know it's real. <laughs> I reread my stuff. Dude, I know people so dumb you can't even pay Mad Libs with them. <laughs> they don't know what a Every verb time. is? No! <laughs> you have no idea. Like, a little vein's popping out over my eye. I'm like, oh, no, person, place, thing. Person, place, thing. Please just give me a person, place, thing. So we can move on. Like, so I just, I when I when I see certain people coming up, up the driveway, <laughs> I just fold that Mad Lib shit up, tuck it in a drawer. <laughs> Oh, it's just, yeah. This one here is brilliant. It's a lady, and she posted, Can sex be good without an organism? Yeah. Yeah, you got that uh, plastic vibrator. <laughs> I can answer that question for you. Uh, this that, can even... that, that can definitely be decent. Anyway, I mean, not the best, but you're going to be all right, lady. <laughs> 
Uh, this one here I also enjoy too. This one, this chick says, my sweater smells like my boyfriend's colon. <laughs> I think she meant cologne. Oh, this is the importance of spelling and grammar, people. Please, but I mean, don't because I just enjoy this. I had to stay silent on that. <laughs> There's no way I could be around someone that. Like, I joke about my wife being dumb, right? But yeah. if that's like, it had, please, it just had to be a spelling thing, please. <laughs> it's still funny. It's still because, funny. Because, you know, I, you just, I start getting mind boggled, like, okay, but how to get on a sweater? That's up up top. Like, is he just using you as a toilet paper? Like, what the? <laughs> and anything like, what color is this sweater? <laughs> If you see brown, don't sniff that shit. What's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I have yeah. all these, now see, this bitch is wasted all this brain power. <laughs> I don't got much left, and I'm in there trying to process how this can happen or not happen. It probably was just a spelling error. Still, oh it's goodness. funny. Like, this is why I don't post on social media very I don't, much. See, I don't like text. I know a lot of people like text. I like text in the sense that it's quick, right? It's nice because it's quick. But because you can't do any, like... Voice inflection, you right? Can't, it could be a question or a comment, and it yeah. looks the same. And so people literally have probably been murdered, divorced <laughs> over text, you yeah. know, that were just taken wrong. Oh, I can honestly say, like in the last since I've been texting regularly over the last several years, easily sixty percent of my texts have been misunderstood. I hate yeah. it. I hate yeah, it. It happens to me a lot. Like, I like mean, today. I don't know why they get a, you know. Like, I mean, okay, like, I'm going to sound super old school, and I don't care. The fact that i am been going on dates with this woman, and she calls me, I love it, because I don't have to text her. Yeah, she'll text me throughout the day, like, if she's on break or whatever, or if I'm on break, and that's fine. But she actually will call me, take the time to call me, and then I can understand better, because I get the voice inflection, and you know, it's so much And easier. it also reaffirms that this really is a female. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Yep. These days, man, the kind of clarity you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Call the people you like. Call your friends. I don't know how many times I've called you in the last week. It's been two, three times a day, and it's been fantastic. I'm, I'm a bit addictive. <laughs> I got a lot of people fighting for my attention. <laughs> no, I do, and it sucks. When you have five kids. Yeah. Right? And and a wife. And then I also take care of my, my, my mother, who's 80 years old. Um, so, and, and me and mom are just, my mom's like the shit. Yeah. I love my mom, man. We're tight as hell. And uh, so I take care of her, too. So it's like... I, I spend I spend my day trying to break it up to make sure I give everyone, you know, a little piece. Yeah. You know, it used to be girls just get a little piece, and now it's like I replace them with actual family members. <laughs> yeah. And now I, I now I give my attention to uh, people in a much healthier way, and I am so much happier being that way too. Oh yeah. You know when you're when you're young and dumb and and, and you, it's just wrong though. Like I said, it goes back to the thing where guys guys don't know shit. Yeah. No one tells us. That that's not really good. Like, yeah. they don't tell you that being a man whore doesn't pay off. Yeah. Because when you're young, everyone just thinks it's cool. Yeah. And then in the end, you know, you're 40 and you're crying in your, in your drink. 
by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Realizing, you know, your first flight's doing better than you. <laughs> Gosh, that's a sad spot. But, I mean, you know, you, whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. Move on. I, no, no. That's all good. Actually, it was funny that you brought up your mom because I realized today, whenever I hear your mom go, Jack! I have a flight or fright response. I'm like, oh crap. Because so many times when we would be together, she'd be like, John, Mark. I'd be like, ah, crap. What is it now? <laughs> I'd be like, time to run away. Because <laughs> I know what's yeah. coming. Yeah, she's so sweet, though, my mom. She man. is. She doesn't pull no punches, though. That's for sure. Oh, no. See, that's the thing that people misunderstood. By that, me and my mom are closest, really close, right? My mom was. Like the mean mom in the neighborhood. Yeah. Right? She was the bus driver one time for a while, like a couple of years. Yeah. And she was so, she ran that bus like damn shit, man. Yeah. They got her a shirt when she was a bus driver that said Dragon Lady and gave her a whistle. <laughs> the kids on the bus. But they also gave her that shirt and whistle because everybody wanted my mom to be their mom. Oh, yeah. Because my mom gave a shit about what I did every day. When I was a kid, I hated it. I'm like, what? I'm like, my friend's mom don't give a shit where they go. My mom's like, I want to know where you're at every second. You know, it's like, and I could never get away, you know? Like, yeah. I don't want to be like 17 years old, drive two hours away, hanging out with some chick, thinking I'm safe, two o'clock in the morning. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Mother, show up, man. <laughs> Whose mother does this? Do you know how embarrassing that shit is when you're 17? Right? Yeah. You got your car. I thought that was a safe mom distance. Damn it. Two hours. What What psycho mother drives over two hours just to break her balls? Yeah. But that's why I love my mom. Because my mom did some crazy shit. And she... She loved me so much. She helped me so much, man. She kept me out of so much trouble. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, man, I really made a fucked up decision. <laughs> but mom would probably be here in about five minutes before the real shit goes down. <laughs> I'm probably going to make it out alive. <laughs> and, you know, she changed my diapers. Now I'm changing hers. <laughs> it's all even. Yep. You wind up doing it for them in the end. That's something they don't warn you about, though, growing up, that, like, one day you're going to swap teams. Yeah. But uh, you know what? That's nothing I wouldn't do for her anyway. Oh, yeah. So there's a couple more here. These are just, I yeah. This guy writes, how did people know what roads to take before Google Google Maps was made? A friend replied, they use maps. And he put, what? No, I said before Google Maps. <laughs> well, they gotta tell you the age. Is this kid? Is he twelve? Because I'm, I'm a, this guy better not be thirty. If he is, it just makes it even worse. <laughs> but you know it's true. You're thirty. What are you? Thirty-seven. Yeah. Okay. You know there are men thirty-seven who can't read a damn map. I know people that are my age that don't know how to get to Walmart from their house. Like, okay, I have a friend. I visited him. He lived, I'm not even kidding you, he lived two turns from Walmart. You pull out of his house, you take the road, you take one turn, you drive down that road, take two. Two turns. He lived like two miles away, and it was two turns. He had to use GPS to get there, or else he would get lost. 
and he usually went around 4 a.m. <laughs> I saw his ass doing circles in the parking lot. <laughs> Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? <laughs> Just park, Brian! I'm trying to freak watch you over here. The dumbass two turns. God. Hey, if there's if Ryan's single and there's ladies out there, dude, you can cheat on this guy. Yeah. All you gotta do is have a boyfriend more than two blocks away. You're saving shit. Yep. He's so angry, but he still can't find me. It's so oh that just God, can you imagine their kids? They'd be so dumb they'd just be hopping in one foot in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. <laughs> oh, Horrible friend. Oh, okay, that, that, that hurt a little bit. That's oh, just the thought. Of, no, here's why, though. Because I thought he had like five kids, so I'm like seeing all these kids <laughs> doing circles. And then my mind is crazy shit. Like they started doing like choreographed moves. <laughs> That's also part of the uh, <laughs> the part of media. Your brain runs at like 400 miles an hour. So oh. even the simplest stuff, it just turns into crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're doing a chorus line. Did I, you see that? Yeah. A dumb little white kid came in here. Just <laughs> I got one kid here now. One kid in the house. Yeah. Still didn't make it, man. <laughs> And here's the thing. I only kept the best kid home. I got all the problem kids out. I shipped them out to grandparents and, and ex-spouses. Thought I was safe. He's so cute, though. I love those kids. Especially when they're far away. <laughs> so. Uh, the fun memories. So, I really like just... I just feel like I'm such a bad friend. Horrible friend. We're going to make this into like a full-blown song and eventually like a full-blown album. I'm just afraid my blood pressure is getting a little high. <laughs> I'm at that level of blood pressure where like you'll get like a broken blood vessel. In your eye. It's like oh shit, I laughed hard again. I really like just this type of humor. Just kills me. This is like stuff where it's like when someone just has a really good comeback or just a really good one line. It's the best thing in the world. It's the best. So this person, this is the importance of grammar and punctuation, my friends. Learn this. It is important. And I, I, I can say this honestly. I've made mistakes like this before, and I've had other people just never let me live it down. And so I've learned from experience. I'm not picking on people saying that I'm smarter than them. I've had the same stuff happen to me. So don't come get on me because I've done the same thing. But this is brilliant. So someone posted here on Facebook, so much for calling me dad. Let me down once again. And then his friend writes, who wants to call you dad? He replies, no one. My dad just said he was going to call me, but he didn't. Then the, <laughs> his friend replies, then the correct way to say it is, so much for calling me, comma, dad. 
And he put, who cares? And his friend replied, not your dad, obviously. What? <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Those aren't the conversations that you have publicly. No. <laughs> Don't type that shit like in a post. No. Right? There was another one. I didn't Listen, read it. Listen, you know you're dumb. You know you're dumb. Come on. You're Deep down inside, this guy knows he's dumb as shit. All right? This so, listen, if you guys know this dude and you're his friend, you need to tell him to start having being aware about that and like stop posting. Not doing that. Stop anymore. posting. Please. You know, Derek, come on, you're stupid. We still want to be your friends and everything, but if you keep posting on Facebook like this, we're just Yeah. We're gonna have to let you go. Yeah. Just, <laughs> there's there's just some things that you don't post to the internet for any reason. It's it's just not the place you post that. It's yeah, it's just bad. This one here I think you'll like. There's a couple here I think you'll like. This is an Instagram post. Do you know what Instagram is, Juan? Yes. Okay, just making sure. I, well, I, I only know because of my son and his girlfriend because, you know, yeah. I'm old. Because what would I really do on Instagram? Exactly. I, uh, you, don't, you don't want short video clips or pictures of this. They're, they're, they couldn't be short enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you hold the camera at eye level. It doesn't matter how short you are. Oh. <laughs> See, I tried to sound dumb. It was. It, was uh, it felt gross. It really did. It was gross for me. I didn't like it. Ooh, yucky. <laughs> Not that I'm like super smart or anything. Because I don't really feel like I'm any more intelligent than the average person. I just think there's a lot of dumbass. <laughs> so I, I just can't believe that some of this stuff that gets posted, people leave up for other people to like take pictures of and put on websites. Like, man, I, oh yeah, it's just, yeah. I've gone, I went through my Instagram account a couple times and deleted like 50% of the stuff I had in there. I was just like, why the heck did I put this up there? I was like, what was I thinking? Yeah, but I thought that stuff came off. Like, no, no, no. That's Snapchat. Oh, that's Snapchat See, deletes right there. itself. Am I dating myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grandpa shit his pants again. <laughs> so this one here, this guy is holding it like a, sh a little bit like an oversized shot glass, but it looks like really old from like the seventies, and it's got like some alcohol in it with ice in it, and he puts in the caption. It sucks to admit it, but these are usually my nicest glasses. And his hand is holding the glass. And his friend writes, your palm looks like a vagina. And he replies, a lot of the time it is. Well, you know what? That's a straight shooter, right? That's <laughs> that's a quick-witted guy. <laughs> yeah. That, that might be my people. Right that there. that might be your people. One of my, well, one of them. This one here is not your people, but this is still funny. This lady posted onto Twitter... My HIV results came back positive. I'm clean. No. <laughs> you want to hear something fucked up? Man? <laughs> this reminds me when I got married. When I got married the second time to jazz. That's right? not the first time I've I've heard someone tell me that in person. What? Yep. That's a serious subject. That's why I was. That's why I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> I got okay. So, like I said, you know the story about me and Jazz, and anyone that's been listening to the podcast knows. <laughs> yeah, like from the beginning, we were really honest, right? Yeah. So I came clean about the whole man whore thing because yeah. I I don't like when people ask you certain questions when you're dating. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't ask me shit like, well, how many girls have you slept with? Yeah. Because then I'm only going to tell you the ones that I actually fell asleep, <laughs> which is like four. Right? I'm not going to mention the other number. But, like, if, if you can't, women, if you can't handle the answer, don't answer the damn, don't ask us the damn question. Yeah. If your answer is not more than you, then don't ask. All right? <laughs> I don't care what you did before me. Well, sort of. So that brings, us to, that brings us to this point. So before we get married, we decide we should do the responsible thing and get tested for, you know, everything. Yeah. You know? So I... And I was totally confident about this. I felt fine. Uh, but my nurse, the, the lady that, that did this blood test, whatever, she had some particular angst for me. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, I think she heard me laughing and joking about being a man whore before the blood test. <laughs> oh, boy. And she comes out. And like So she's like, okay, well, we'll be back with the results or something. And I was like thinking, like, what, what do you mean? Like, right now? Like, is it, like. So she didn't say anything. So I'm yeah. waiting and waiting and waiting. So after about 15, 20 minutes, I'm starting to like sweat a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, what, what if something, what if something slipped through from somewhere? Like, I don't know. We're being tested for everything, right? This bitch did this on purpose. She was supposed to just tell us to go and like, and we'll let you know in three days when all the stuff comes back. Yeah. She did it on purpose just to be a bitch. After about 20 minutes, she comes back in and she's like, <laughs> not so funny about me and a man huh? waiting for those waiting for the results. <laughs> and I was like my mouth dropped open because I thought, oh my gosh, how does this bitch <laughs> know that she can be this inappropriate? And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so I just lose it. I'm laughing. I'm like, how did you know you can joke about me having AIDS for God's sake? So inappropriate. <laughs> She's like, oh, I just heard you guys joking, and I thought it'd be funny. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you just killed me. I'm like, you did the whole 15 minutes thing, like you. And she was honest, and she did. <laughs> I mean, in the end, everything turned out fine. We were good, but yeah. like, I thought it was so great. I know that seems weird, maybe, but I thought that was so great when somebody they can kind of read your level. Yeah. And then they have the balls to go there? <laughs> yeah. It fucks you up because I'm not used to people coming into my court. Yeah. Like, most people don't come in here. This is crazy land. <laughs> you know? And she somehow could read that and just fucked up my day. I didn't laugh. I haven't laughed that hard. I, Dude, I laughed so hard. I mean, what great way to make a stressful situation <laughs> funny as hell. Yeah. Right, and I never forgot her face because the enjoyment she got when she realized I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, I think she thought she was gonna like lose her job. Like maybe she went too far. Yeah, and I just lost it. It was <laughs> truly. I mean, I thought the 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 urologist comment about that I told you earlier yeah. was inappropriate. This lady, this was it. This was the most inappropriate shit I have ever witnessed, and it still made me laugh. <laughs> That is fantastic. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm just like coughing up everything. This is good for my phlegm. <laughs> it's like, how did you know? Yeah. You know, like certain people, they, you know, some people have really good reads on people. Like, oh, yeah. They can meet someone for 30 seconds and go, oh, that's a decent person. Or that's like, what's weird is I'm kind of like known for being mentally ill a little bit. That's kind of like one of my things. There's right? there's like signs because out. I was well no I was really honest about it from day one. Yeah, I never hid it. Yeah, 
because I didn't want. First of all, I wanted it out in the open so people couldn't like bash me. Yeah. Like, if you want to bash me about being mentally ill, you're gonna have to do it in public, because I'm public about it, right? Yeah. So it was kind of a defense thing, but at the same time, it was a way to just like be try to be own it, right? Try yeah. to be comfortable with it because it is part of who I am. But I always wanted to be bigger than my my illness, you know. And I've achieved it. I'm about two thirty five now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but back to what I was saying, I actually had someone at college where I have in a study group say, I got my test back for blank and it came back positive. I'm so relieved. And I was like, that's, Were you the that's, one that, 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 what that clarified means? that? Yeah. And I was like, number one, <sighs> that's not what that means. I hate to break it to you, but that's not what that means. Oh, but the nurse called on the phone and said, da 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 da, is positive. Nope. <laughs> I'm not trying to break that to you. Number two, you want to be a this nurse. This person was too stupid to be having sex, apparently. Number two, you want to be a nurse. Number three, you're in anatomy and physiology classes. We've already kind of covered this. You should know this by now. Whoa. And so, so I. You that was you like, broke it. You broke it to this person. Yeah, I was just like, "That's that's that's not what that means." And then everyone, what was the response? Denial. Oh well, yeah, I guess so, right? You just be like, "No, you're just stupid" or something, right? Yeah, and wow. and so then I was just like, "You can get treatment." I, I know this is probably really embarrassing, but we're all your friends. Go talk to your doctor. I think I'd be a little more straight. I think I'd be like, you know what? There are medications out there that can help you with this uh, disease that you have. Yeah. However, there's not shit we can do about you being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> In that department, you are fucked. I didn't, I didn't say that. And the crappy thing, <laughs> the crappy thing about that was like, I had been in this class and I took this class. It was anatomy and physiology one and two. And for some reason, I'm exceptionally gifted with reading and comprehension and I do an on podcast and I'm a musician. So if I hear something, it just sticks in my brain. So I just learn how I study and I can do really I'm well. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, so I go to this class and all these people, the whole reason I had, I was in this study group was because the teacher of the class would get up and say, this person has the highest score on the last quiz or this person got the highest score on the last test. And the teacher, the professor, even she even said, she was like, I'm not saying this to like say he's or he or her are better than you. I'm just saying this so you can go talk to them and you can like, you know, figure out what they're doing right and what you're doing wrong so everybody can do better. So like several people would come and they were like, hey, can we I'd just be all like, study are you together? paying me? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, sure. We can all study together. And they all got like really frustrated because they learned different ways. And I would just tell them, find whatever way that you study and do that. So <laughs> they... They they didn't oh my goodness. So it comes to like we have the first couple quizzes and I I honestly I did horrible on the first quiz. I got like a sixty. That's just because I didn't take it seriously and I wasn't paying attention. I was like, eh, whatever. So but I was like, I know I'm gonna pass this class because I do really well on tests. So I was like, I'm gonna do fine. So we yeah, come that's, to the, we come that's to the burden. We come to the first test and I was really nervous because I did really poorly on that quiz. And I was like, oh, this is pretty hard subject matter. 
but I think I did okay. I think I probably got like a B. She goes, person who got the third highest was so-and-so. The second highest was my friend in the study group. The top, well, Mark Pearson. I was like, oh, thank you. 98. I was like, ah, yes, that's fantastic. So then the study group forms. We go on to the next test and my friend gets the highest score. And I was like right behind her. I was like, that's awesome. We go on to the third test. I get a 114. And F, yeah, I get 114 because she had put in some bonus questions and I nailed all of them. I was going to say, you uh, you better explain what the bonus is or you nailed something. <laughs> and so then uh, I come back. I come back after that. Easily. And I got, and she didn't to say that one publicly in class. She put it on like the school website, like in your dashboard. So I went in there, found it. I'm like ecstatic. I'm like, yes, my grade is awesome. So like I go in and I'm like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to brag. Like I just studied hard and I did good. You know, I'm not any better than they are. I just did really well. And I come in and they're all sitting around. And of course, what does everybody do? What grade did you get? What grade did you get? And me being dumb, I didn't try and make a joke about it. I should have just lied and said I did like a 90. But I'm like, no, I got a 72. And everyone's like, what? We don't believe you. Come on. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, I'm not that smart. And so finally my friend's like, seriously, what did you get? I was like, 114. She's like, you got a 114? And everybody, I yeah. So then the next class after that, everyone was just like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, hey. So you got to be the smart kid? I got to be the smart kid. God, I always wanted to be the smart kid. And I didn't even want to be. Just once, man. I didn't even want to be. Ugh. No, seriously, when I was in um, fourth grade, and I was in public school in, in northern Michigan, they would take, like, the kids that were exceptionally gifted. Yeah. And, like, halfway through the day, they would get to go to the special school for the special gifted kids, and they were smart, and like, they got to do much more difficult work and stuff. And I used to be so jealous <laughs> of the smart kid bus. Yeah. And then I got in high school and I realized, why were you jealous? <laughs> and then I became adult and I was like, no, stupid, you should have been jealous. <laughs> and that's how life goes, people. I'm, I'm, I guess it's just, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm smarter than anybody else. I think I just know how to apply myself. And if people know how to apply themselves and know how they learn, you can do fantastic. I'm just a good test taker. Like, I can sniff out some bullshit. Yeah. So I can at least eliminate, like, about half yeah. of the options. Yeah. And after that, I throw the dice. Put it all on black. Sometimes you win, <laughs> sometimes you lose. You know what I mean? Hey. Damn it. <laughs> you never know. It's, it's like, the thing is, it's, like, it's not like I went to MIT or anything. It's just... I just am good at test taking. Like, that's it. And I'm good at hearing and listening. I know what my strengths are, and I just play to them. That's all it is. My problem with college was... Also, I have a lot of self-confidence, I didn't like too. it. I didn't like it because um, it felt like I was just regurgitating another person's perspective, you know, like through the yeah. professor and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that sometimes in life you just got to do shit you got to do, but, yeah. like, I just decided... I had a couple of professors who just... Did not. It was personal. They just yeah. did not like me because I maybe didn't agree with them on some things, yeah. and I was not going to kiss anyone's ass. Never have. Never will. Yep. And uh, that's kind of what they expected of you, I guess. And so, I mean, there were classes. 
a matter of fact, one of them was a speech class. And I'm not tooting my own horn, man, but like I did a lot of public speaking before college. Yeah. And I was hands down a better speaker than anyone in this class. It wasn't even it was it's not my own personal opinion, it just was a fact. And this teacher just hated me, man. She would give me a B, <laughs> a B, and then give some average, you know, person an A. And I'm I mean, I tried to confront her on it. You know, yeah, and she did not think it was funny because I felt like she was being racist against me or something. Yeah. Like, and she, when I tried to like flip the tables on her like that, that seemed so offensive to her that I pretty much almost had to drop out of that class <laughs> just to get through college. You know, get through. So I actually had to like get start all over and just do it differently and realize you can't bring race jokes in ever because no, no matter no matter how you do that and, and even like non biased and non research. Even when you're joking about yourself, like I joke about myself about being Hispanic, right? Yeah. Because I'm really not. I, I, I physically, the genetics are in there. Yeah. But being the part that I wasn't raised in the culture and they don't speak Spanish, I don't really feel like I'm, a, I'm not a great Latin representation, <laughs> right? So I'm, a, I'm just an American. So that's that, it was that occurrence when I really learned, like, you know. You can't even twist things in a way that you think someone else is going to understand because they might get it. They might get it twisted and be, yeah. So that that's when I learned my my uh, my ranges for like what to do about making jokes about racism, even because I wasn't trying to be offensive to her. I just thought it was a, like funny to say it that way. Yeah. And then of course, you know, being manic, I was like, "Oops, I just jumped off the three story <laughs> building thing yeah. again, and now I'm gonna have to clean this shit up." <laughs> So you're probably yep. going to have to delete that entire section <laughs> because no matter how well I try and like say that's not offensive, there's somebody out there with a scope. Yeah. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing I've learned in life is that if you're looking for something wrong, you're always going to find it. Always. So I guess that's true, right? I don't think that way. But, I, but th it's the truth, though, because like if you stop and think about it, if you... If you look for wrong, if you look for faults in people or you look for faults in things or I mean, really if it's if you look for a fault in the person, you can find it. If you look for a specific fault in the person, you can twist something to match that fault. You can take someone something they say and you can twist it into it. You can take something they do and you can twist it into it. They, they can be totally innocuous. They're, they're what? Where did that come from? But well, yeah, well, like that situation was me like trying to show the irony and the fact that like I felt like she was giving me this grade clearly because she just didn't like me and it was personal. Yeah. So I was joking about it being racial because that tends to be what people, you know, like generally think, and that and that's another racist whole bit where people assume because people are a certain color that they always think the same way. Right. And and so I, you know, I, in most sense I was doing that like spoofily with her. But um, yeah, it just didn't go over well, and I and I learned, you know, because, like you said, if people are gonna look for negative, I guess they're gonna find it. I yeah. I don't look. See, I my perspective is so I realize is a lot different than most, right? I people, this is no bullshit. I have a really bad memory. I've mentioned that before. Yeah. But it's also selective. Like I don't remember bad events. Yeah. I don't remember bad feelings. I don't hate anyone. I don't have an enemy on this earth. There's nobody that like. There's pe I don't have any hate towards anyone. Yeah. I don't. It's so, but it's so nice to be me, honestly, because I don't carry any of that. Yeah. I don't carry bad feelings and bad, 
like or hang on to bad things that happened or or relate things to a certain group because something happened to me 10 years ago and i don't do any of that i i've seen it i've seen people live like that it just sucks yeah. why would you want to carry that with you, you why would you want and the idea that you would ever judge someone based on how they look or what race they are their education level or anything like that without getting to know that person you might have missed out on the best friend of your life yeah. you might have missed out on somebody amazing i'm telling you i worked with people in the healthcare field as a caregiver that as general society they were throwaways yeah these are people that most people never see they're never heard but they're in your neighborhood right yeah. but i got to know them on personal levels and i'm telling you no matter what a person is no matter how bad they are perceived and i've worked with some of the worst at some point, you still would see glimmers of decent humanity. Yeah. It's just that they, the things that, listen, if you had to go through and endure the things that some of these people went through. Oh, yeah. There's nobody that would be, quote, sane. Right. Some of these guys were, some of the older guys had been in the institutions. Yeah. And if you've ever, any of you out there who've ever done work with people who've ever been in an actual institution, thank God we don't have them anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, it, it, you don't even want to hear about it. No. <laughs> you know, and so you can't, all I'm saying is there's decent humanity in anyone. You know, I know some people don't believe that either. They want to be cynical and say, listen, Ted Bundy didn't become Ted Bundy when he was born. No. You know, I mean, some people believe that he was, that it's all just genetics and things like that. Yeah. But I really don't believe that anything is created absolutely just evil. Yeah. There has to be influences, things that make things change a person or a person become a certain way. I'm just not the kind of person that carries negativity. So I sometimes, because I don't think that way, can offend people because I'm like, well, I would never think like that. Right. But then I realize, oh, but you're the odd one. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that's I, I find myself sticking my foot in my mouth sometimes. And as I get older, I've matured and I've gotten better at it. I can I can make jokes and stuff and it's not as offensive and stuff like that. Occasionally, I'll still do it, but I've gotten way better at that. And like I'm. I want to be the person that doesn't carry around negative negativity or stuff like that or stuff like that. But I... I do sometimes, but as I grow, I mature, I get older, it's getting easier. It's getting easier not to because I've prioritized that in my life. I prioritized, I want to have a healthy mindset. I want to become a better person. I want everyone to feel comfortable around me. I want to be personable. I want people to enjoy spending time with me. So I've cut back. I've, I've learned how to read people better. I've learned how to read situations better. And as you do that, you can get better at it. Am I perfect at it? No. But that's really all it takes is just growth and understanding and some insight and learning. You know, I think a lot, too, is... Um in our society, particularly American society, everybody's ready to defend and fight for what they feel is important and all those kinds of things. Yeah. And uh, it seems to me that I have worked with some of the most dangerous human beings there are. Yeah. These are people who cannot be convicted of a crime, some of them. Yeah. And they know it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're clear enough to know these things. When a person is aware that they are not going to be convicted of a crime unless it is just you know, off the grid weird or something. Yeah. They have a level of comfort of weird behavior that would blow your mind. Yeah. 
even my mind, right? But even when you're around the most dangerous people in the world, I don't, when I'm, I've been in a situation with a couple of really scary people. For instance, this guy actually I met one time. Well, I'll tell you the story maybe one of these days. But And he was truly the scariest person I ever met in my life. But when I met him I and I was scared for a second, I realized I may not be able to physically defend myself against someone like this. This guy could just crush me, right? Mm-hmm. But what I realized was I don't have to. If I can find a connection, if you can find a connection with a person, even on a simple level, it creates comfort in that person, which makes you more in a safer place. And I was able to get in a spot in his mind where where most people in the room that I was in with him would have been in serious danger. I was perfectly safe. And it wasn't about me dominating him or being able to physically take him. It was just identify. He identified with me, and I identified with him, and we met at this level. And I'll never forget it. And it, this was a, a, a extremely disturbed, mentally ill man, and a very big, scary one. And he turned. And I was in a locked-in facility when this happened, where nobody could get to me in time if something went down. And I was taking care of another person in the same room. And at one point, when it got really scary, he leaned down and looked at me. He goes. You're one of us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. He knows. <laughs> and guess what? That's all it took. I was safe as shit after that. <laughs> because he knew. I, dude, it was amazing. It's a great it was a great story. But that's what I mean. It's like if people are just more identified with other people. I will talk to a bum on the street the yeah. same as I would talk yeah. to the president, except I'd bring hairspray if I met the president. <laughs> but... Like their value of opinions the same to me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. I don't care what a person's job title is. I don't care how rich you are. Yeah. I don't care how you know educated you are nope. or not. Yeah. All I really care about is, are you my people? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Because if you are, man, we're about to have some fun. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like it's funny because I have friends who are super one way or the other. For example, let's say like liberal conservative. And I can interact with them. I just don't talk about things that sent them off. Or if they want to talk about it, I just leave and don't, you know, just don't join the conversation because that's not something I might connect with them on that particular level. It can be anything. It can be a bunch of other stuff, you know, any other subject or whatever. But you find that thing that you connect on and then you can interact with that person and you really get to know that person. And you don't have to talk about something with someone that makes you feel defensive or that makes them feel defensive. Just avoid those topics. It's not that hard. Yeah, because it's weird. A lot of things that people argue about and and fight over, they're not even like defining parts of a person's character. No. A lot of times they are external. Yeah. And it's stuff. It's just the way someone looks or someone's tattoos or someone's clothes. Right. You know, it really, it really, that, that, I, I do not like the fact that it's like not okay to just be what you are. Right. Why why is everyone trying to be the same damn thing? Yeah. Why in the fuck do we have a thing in a society? We're so self-centered now. We literally have a picture called a selfie. Yep. Where we just go around just surrounding myself with pictures of myself. Yeah. And trying to impress you in every duck lip butt sticking out way. <laughs> Let you know that 
I am happy. And it's such a facade, man. Oh, yeah. It is. Well, come on. Every picture, everyone smiles. Yeah. Come on, man. On Facebook, they should have those other moments, too. Yeah. Yeah, here's a picture of my wife pissed at me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'd put under there like a little caption. What the fuck would you do? (laughs) I need some real help, friends. (laughs) You're on my friends list. Help a brother out. Let's go. (laughs) Look at her face. (laughs) No, that's not a picture. It's video. She's coming this way, man. (laughs) Live stream that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right? But everyone, you know, it's, it's so odd to me. Why does everyone pretend like they're always fine and happy? Right. When, like, you... Everyone has maybe some moments of that, right? Right. I, I, I have a few laughs a day. Yeah. You know? But I'm not grinning it ear to ear walking around. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm so glad I got this wife and five kids. <laughs> I love taking care of an eight-year-old and changing diapers. <laughs> Here I am, smiling on Facebook. Man, I can do duck licks too, bitch. Mm, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but I, that's why I like doing this. Because this is much more raw. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You, Listen, I'm happy like six, eight minutes a day. That's good for me. <laughs> really, <laughs> if you're focused on like whatever you're looking forward to next, then you can get through whatever crap life throws at you that day. Like the last couple days, I well, okay. All like I'm self-employed. So all this stuff this week, my schedule is very fluid, which is what I've wanted for years. I've wanted a fluid, flexible schedule so I don't have to like ask for time off six months in advance, you know, or all this other stuff people have to deal with. I can make really good money, but I can be flexible. I can take a long weekend when I want to. I can take a week off when I want to, and I can work it all out. Just a couple months ago, I like I work with my brother too, so it makes it even easier because I work with family. And we're always reasonable with each other. If he really needs me, to come in and do something with him, I'll do it. I'm not going to leave him hanging. But he also understands that there's some days where I just need a day off because something happened last minute and we work it out. Like I called him one evening, like at seven o'clock and I'm like, Hey, uh, is it super imperative that I come to work tomorrow? He's like, no, we can just do whatever we need to do the next day. I'm like, perfect. That's fine. It's, it's awesome. And the awesome thing, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Did you just, I had a brain fart. What's in that bottle, man? What are you drinking Just there? water. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not from Flynn, is it? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you were from here, man, that, that might mess you up. Yeah. Um, oh, it was that, you know, you can go through, like, like, this whole last week, my work schedule has, I either haven't had work or I've had really inconsistent work. And it happens from time to time. It's just the industry I work in. So I worked yesterday and today, and it was not a good day at work because I'm having to fix other people's mistakes. And that's just something that really gets under my skin because other people got hired and we kind of knew they would do poor work, but we hired them anyway. That's something I don't agree with. That's Damn, you should have hired me. I can do that. And, and and like for me, I'm like, can we just put this off? No, no, it has to get, no, let's let's. Get a good person to do the work. That way we don't have to go do it twice. That's my philosophy. But the powers that be decided otherwise. So this is like my third time going back to fix another person's mistake. And that's just something that really gets under my skin. But the thing that keeps me going is that 
that isn't my entire life. That isn't my entire day. I can come home in the evening and I can do a podcast with you, or I can call my friend and we can talk about marketing for this, or I can go on a fantastic date. Like, there's always something to look forward to, unless you're Very not planning day. it. What? Hey, very no refreshing. Oh, refre- that's right. Refreshing. One that date was so refreshing. See, now I'm so old. You know what I just saw in my mind? What this old commercial for Sprite with the white guy that he had the like the white suit and he's like ah, <laughs> and then you'd hear the sprites, you know, and they'd be like ah. I remember that commercial because <laughs> that's how I feel about Pepsi, man. Dude, that. It's like a mating call. You're that little. <laughs> you better have two. Please tell me you don't get. You better hard. have two. No, no, now I'm past that stage. <laughs> now, if I was on a dating site, I'd have to be like one of those sailor guys. Oh, my dick doesn't work. <laughs> but I'll snuggle. Are you kidding me? Listen, if that ever happens to me. I'm not even going to pretend like I'll be like macho, like it's the end of my life. I can't use my dick. <laughs> Tell you what, though, there's going to be some other appendages going into training. Something. <laughs> other you know? appendages. I'm oh, like, my I'm not going out like no sucker. <laughs> <laughs> It'll turn into a craze. I'll develop my own new version of sex. It'll be awesome. <laughs> I'll finally have my own group of people. If you if you do that, I'll make you a profile on seacaptaindate.com, and we'll just put a hat on you. Oh, my God. First message I'll send to Seahawk. Oh, my God. I'm sure he'll just find me. <laughs> I'm sure he's already found you. I think I'm the... Yeah. You know, there is the probability that this guy is going to find us. Like, yeah. for real. Yeah, I know. One day, you're going to come visit. We're yeah. going to be having a barbecue. Yeah. You know? We're going to see someone maybe. in a yellow suit. Yep. We're going to be out in uh, Metro Beach. <laughs> And uh, I guess his little schooner's going <laughs> to scoot up there and land. And he's going to greet us like we're old friends, you know? Because <laughs> we literally talk about this motherfucker. <laughs> How can you not? But think about it, though. He's making an impact. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the joy of inside jokes and podcasting because, oh, my gosh. Like, wow. It's just been fantastic. It's been so fantastic. And this is only episode five. Like, we have limitless potential in places to go with this. That's just what makes this so wonderful. Man, that was a lot of uh, random shit. Yeah, it was. That, and you, that you threw out. Like, But some of it, it's just... But Okay, but that's a good thing, though, right? Yeah. Now with the internet and stuff, I mean, I don't know how you do this stuff, because I'm going to be honest, people, Mark does the work. Yeah. I I, uh, I stumble in here a couple times a week. <laughs> you should have seen him when we were setting up to do this. He's like unplugging things, moving stuff around, messed it all up. <laughs> my uh, my intern, Wyatt, uh, was gone at the moment, and I realized I don't know jack shit about this. <laughs> or this microphone or how to hook it up. And prior to it, I go, man, I go, I don't want to ask my son. He's like, <laughs> Mark's like, why? And I'm like, because he's going to do that shit where he looks at me like you're an old stupid dad. <laughs> and then he did it. And Mark saw it on the camera. Looking at me like, how do you get to the bathroom? You know? <laughs> but I, and I can't even like bitch him out or say nothing because, God, I did look really dumb. <laughs> right. 
but it's worth the work. It's so enjoyable. It really is. So, you know, everybody, thanks for joining us on this just another fantastic time recording here with you. We would love it if you would reach out to us, you know, reach out to us for anything, jokes, serious stuff. We're going to do our if best. If you to have get- any really good ideas, too, on yeah. things that you think maybe we should uh, try. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing. Before you send us ideas, I have rules for this podcast. You can send me the ideas, and we're just going to ignore it if it has anything to do with politics, religion, or anything that I feel is just inappropriate. You know? But as you can see, we're pretty raw here. There's just certain things we're just not going to talk about because I just wanted to create a certain type of podcast. And this is kind of after the fifth episode. I think you got an idea of what it is. You have me on one side. You have Juan on the other side just taking it down into the basement. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know sports. So <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't do sports casting. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I don't know any of that. The reason that I the reason that I agree with you on avoiding those main topics is just because it's so played out. No, everyone it talks is. about those basic things all the time. Yeah, and none of it really ever changes. And I, you know, it's whatever. But I mean, but life changes a lot, and people that you meet change a lot. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with is just the everyday. And the interesting thing about about this is that. It helps other people realize, too, their life's not as boring as they think either. No. I guarantee you, when you're a listener and you're identifying with the jokes because you're like, oh, that's like Barbara from accounting, yeah. right? Okay. You're you're in it with us. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're looking for. We right. want you to feel like, you know, we're just spending this time together, you know, at certain times of the day with you. And... uh you know, so it's just entertainment. That's yeah, all. yeah. Like my whole idea when I was envisioning and coming up with the plan for this podcast, it was like, I want to give people an outlet to laugh, an outlet for, you know, whatever. But like, I realized most people are going to listen to this when they're commuting or working out or, you know, doing something by themselves. And that's, you know, like, hopefully you have enough time where you can sit down and listen to us for a couple hours. We can make you laugh. You can laugh and you can feel refreshed and you can go, you know what? My life isn't as bad as I may think it is sometimes. Because really, if you're listening to us, obviously I know podcasts go all over the world. So I really, I'm really excited to see what people and what parts of the world are going to like tune into us and listen to us. But majority of our listeners probably are going to be either, you know, Western European or American. And the truth is, it's like we have really good lives and we should appreciate it and Bad stuff's going to happen, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. Like, we've all been there. We can all get through it. There's other people. Like, one thing that really just comes to mind is I lived through Hurricane Harvey here in 2017, and I have never seen more people of different ethnicities, backgrounds, beliefs come together to help each other out. I didn't know you were in the hurricane. Oh, yeah. It was 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 nuts. I was in Hurricane Frederick <laughs> back in 1978. <laughs> it was on my birthday. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I spent uh, spent my uh, tw- was it was it my eighth? Yeah, my eight my eight year old birthday was uh, in the bomb shelter under a table. Yeah, during that during Hurricane Frederick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got injured in that hurricane pretty bad. Like it was. Because my dad was uh, part of was uh, actually in charge of civil service for the military there uh-huh. on the coast, uh-huh. at Biloxi Coast, and uh, so we were kind of like some of the last people to get into the shelters. So, yeah, that's 
that's an interesting thing to go through. It is a big natural disaster. Yeah, kind of unifies your community because like it really everybody did. is looking for the same thing: yeah. clean water and some toilet paper that doesn't have shit on it yeah. already. That was basically, it. and it was awesome to see people from like all walks of life. The amount of volunteer we had more volunteers than we had places to put them. It was insane. Like people were coming and asking, where can we volunteer? We're like, I don't know. Have we got enough volunteers? We, I went to a local church because they were like, we're accepting food donations or like clothing donations and stuff. And finally they had to shut the doors because they had said, we have more than we have places to put it, which was fantastic because there was such a need. And so we finally just figured, they finally like figured out, started like, you know, distributing stuff through the Red Cross and getting stuff to where it needed to go because uh, the numbers, I believe it was something like 13,000 homes in the Houston area were destroyed during Hurricane Harvey. And that's, I mean, 13,000 families. That's a lot of people. Wow. In the entire Texas area, when it hit here, from like Corpus Christi up to here, it was, they said it was between 300,000 and half a million cars were destroyed. You know, it's, it was, it was insane. Yeah, it might suck up here in Michigan, but ain't getting no, <laughs> ain't getting no damn hurricanes, dude. I'm, I love it here. I ain't moving back to Michigan for nothing. No, no, I'm totally <laughs> jealous. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to make myself feel better in the shit ass thing. <laughs> listen, man, I don't think. I, listen, I, I've been living in Michigan most of my life now. Yeah, and uh, there's not a lot of pride here. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like a. It's not like other places like Boston. We stick together, or like New York, New York, New York forever. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not like West Coast, East Coast. We're just like, ah, we're in the middle, and we all hate it, but we fucking tolerate it because it's, it's yeah. where jobs were at one time. Jobs were, were there just, thirty years ago. They were there thirty years ago, and we're still not leaving. We like being poor. <laughs> Fuck prosperity. <laughs> Fuck well, hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that I've been through it, it's another thing that's made me callous. So if it comes back, I'm just like, meh, another hurricane. I'll deal with it. <laughs> Add that to the list of things that don't scare me anymore. Well, I will thank you today uh, on today's podcast because I think you did get a lot closer to helping me find my people. And, uh, I think I did too. I, I, you were, man, you got pretty damn close for a second <laughs> shot. Like, that was, that was a little scary how good you got that. I, I was browsing through and I was like, yep, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks everybody for uh, listening. And I uh, hope, hope you uh, continue to help us. Uh, continue to grow and be a success because we really like spending uh, this time with you daily. It's yeah, really, uh, we, it's a lot of fun for us. So it's, thank you. It's beyond words. That, there's no words that I can express to say how much we appreciate you and how much we enjoy this. Like we would love to reach out to you if we, for some reason, ever get an influx of messages. I'm gonna try my best, you know, but if. For some, I'm the. I'm just gonna be honest. I can look at my phone right now and see I have twelve thousand unread emails, and that's just junk mail. So I have a tendency to. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I if it's junk mail, I don't care. If someone sends me a personal email or a message, I'm gonna try and get back to you as best I can. We're gonna do but our just best. Just realize, bitch. There's twelve thousand people ahead of you. <laughs> so you may never actually hear from us. <laughs> You'll definitely buddies. hear us on the air. 
<laughs> that's really wow. That's yeah. Okay, it's real sweet. Yeah, nobody's gonna listen to us now. <laughs> See, I w- I would no listen. I would be crazy enough to try though, right? Yeah. You know, thanks Gladys from New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll say stuff, dude. I sent Ryan Re- Reynolds an email the other day. I was like, why not? Ryan Ryan Reynolds, the actor. Yeah. He posted Just, his he posted his email on his Twitter account. Okay, that's proof people that he's self-employed. <laughs> Only a self-employed person would have time to send Ryan Reynolds a fucking email. I'm not even gonna ask you what the fuck you need to talk to Ryan Reynolds for. Or what kind of influence he's been in your life. But the fact that you can write that email and just be like, oh, like, well, you know, like the other day I was just writing an email to Ryan Reynolds. Just makes you all the more badass. I do not have time to go write an email to anybody. And certainly not Ryan Reynolds. Although I'm a little jealous you got to him first because I'm a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds too. But damn, I want to be you, Mark. Anyways. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Seahawk Predator out. Bye-bye.